Have you ever wondered what true greatness really is? If so, well then you've found the right show. On this podcast, you'll hear real people sharing real stories of real change. Welcome to the Searching for Greatness podcast. I'm your host, Michael Fleer, and I'm so glad that you're here. On today's episode, you get to hear Zach's story. Now, Zach is the youngest person to be a guest on this podcast so far, and he grew up in a good Christian home with a family uh, that's been in the ministry, and oftentimes we just assume that those type of people who grow up in a good home, they grow up going to church. Uh, being a preacher's kid, that they just are automatically a part of God's family, that they are on their way to heaven from the moment they're born. But as you'll see from his story, it's still something you have to decide for yourself. You have to make that decision of what you're going to do with your life. And really the decision, are you going to accept Jesus as your savior? God doesn't have grandchildren, and you might have heard someone say that before. And the reason behind that phrase is that God doesn't just usher in children of those who are saved. Everyone has to make the decision for themselves. It's not something another person can decide for you. And I'm so excited for you to hear Zach's story. I had a great time with him at the week we were at camp together, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, I'm joined here with Zach. We're down here at Amazing Grace Baptist Camp. It's been a great week, Friday, so we're wrapping things up here, getting ready to head back to Nebraska, but it's been a fun week, and we get a talk with Zach today. He's 16 years old, which makes him the youngest person I've recorded so far in this podcast. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just fantastic. Now, is this your first time at this camp? Uh, no, I've been here, helped out. I've been camper here for probably four years. My dad spoke here, so I've been here every week he's been here. And yeah, so I'm not the first time I've been here. Yeah, and you're helping out a lot behind the scenes. You serve food. I think you help a little bit with maintenance stuff too, right? Yeah, my main thing's maintenance, but with the big crowds, they've had me do serving. Serving, so. yes. I thought you were going to yeah. say with the big crowds, I'm security. I got to keep all those <laughs> no, little youngsters around. No, I want that. Yeah. So, do you enjoy this camp? I do. I love this camp. I do too. This is my first time down here, and I've heard great things about it, but there's a lot of fun games. It's a beautiful yep. place to be. Just the. Bible preaching we've gotten to be around. I know we get to be with Josh in the morning and hear Mr. Maynard at night. That's something awesome. Yeah, the preachers they bring in are fantastic. Mr. Josh knows how to get good preachers in. Yeah, I know that's a goal. That's a passion of his, and that's really important for a camp because you can have all the fun, all the games you want to. If nothing is happening as far as working on the heart, God actually speaking to the people here, then it's kind of pointless. It's fruitless, but... And you are living here in Kansas now, right? No, I'm, I live in Missouri. You live in Missouri. Yes, I live 30 minutes south of Kansas City. Oh, that's right. I always get the Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas thing mixed up. I think lots of people do that, though. Yes. So you're a Chiefs fan. I am. You like that Patrick Mahomes guy? 
Yeah, he's yes. Yeah, he's pretty good. I'm a Packers fan, so yeah. I'm used to watching my team lose in the conference championship. You're used to seeing your team do a little better there. So yes, a little better. <laughs> Well, Zach, I have a very important question to ask you. Have you found true greatness in your life? I have. And is that through watching the Chiefs win a Super Bowl a few years ago? No, sadly it's not. Sadly? Oh, dear. This is going to be a train wreck of a podcast. How did you find true greatness? I found it actually through Jesus. Through Jesus. I got saved. Wow. Even at the young age of 16, you found greatness. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your life growing up and tell us how you came to that point of finding Jesus. So my dad was an evangelist. We traveled for, I think he traveled for close to 20 years with my uncle and we were in church and I was in church every day of my life because we went to different churches, church through the whole week. He'd preach. We, he did the kids ministry part. So I'd be with all the kids in different churches. I met so many people till I was 10 and it just, I knew all the things, like all the right answers and stuff, but I hadn't been saved. And one night at the church when my uncle was preaching, I decided I wanted to go up there and sit in the adult service because I got to choose. And I guess just, it, it just struck me that I was a sinner. And I I can't remember exactly, but I was, think, I was thinking about it. And later that night, I think my dad was watching the Super Bowl or something. And I walked out there when we were supposed to be in bed and he asked what I was doing and I told him I wanted to get saved and because I knew I I'd been disrespectful and I I knew that even if I even though I was five so I um I believe he stopped the tv like he do you would and then um he him he sat on the couch mom was on the other one and he made sure I knew what I was doing and I trusted Christ right there near, next to the couch in a trailer that's amazing. That's a beautiful story. And a lot of times people can say, well, a five-year-old, do they actually know what they're doing? Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't even know left from right a lot at that time, yeah. might not even know their ABCs. But I had some, um, with since I was five, I had some doubts and stuff. And I think I was probably around, I don't know, probably eight to 10. And I did, I remember I got that settled. And I believe I was saved when I was five and I just had some doubts, but I know I'm saved and going to heaven now. Amen. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's just kind of natural, especially from people I talk to who get saved at a young age. They know what they did, but it's just kind of natural as you get to know more of the Bible, you have more experiences, you understand more of, oh, wow, this is what Jesus actually did for me. But it doesn't change the fact of how real it was when you were five, when you hear the truth of the gospel. I mean, it's a simple truth. You ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins because you realize, oh, I'm a, even at five, I'm a bad person. Like you said, you knew you were disrespectful. You probably knew you but had told some to lies. Siblings, right. Like did some stuff to your siblings and it strikes you. I remember myself when I was a kid, oh, if I were to die, because we're not promised tomorrow, the Bible's clear on that. Our life can be short. There's nothing promised to us past this moment even, or if Jesus were to come back and you haven't settled that with God, it's a harsh reality, but the Bible tells us you're going to hell even at that age. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone's a young kid and you don't actually comprehend that you've done bad, Bible talks about an age of accountability, but that's that can vary different for people. Mm -hmm. So 
do you remember before that point ever thinking, I mean, you were in church so much, do you remember hearing gospel messages or the Bible at all, or that's really the first moment you remember even hearing any of that stuff? Well, I, I remember hearing, I've heard the gospel before because I knew, like, the stuff about it. And cause with my dad being in kids' ministry, he knew how to present it to kids. So it was very clear to us. We'd read the Bible and stuff, and we memorized verses. So all the verses I knew, and I knew how to, but I just, I guess it just struck me the one time that that's the only time I can really remember. But Yeah. Yeah, now you're... 16 years old, you're a junior in high school, and you have some ministry opportunities that you've been given and taking advantage of it. Part of it's been working here at this camp. Also, you've helped with the sound system at your church and also with the Wednesday night programs. Maybe tell us a little bit about what you do there. With the sound systems at church, I go with my dad. We get there early, and we start music for people who are coming in. We make sure everything's ready to live stream for YouTube. And, um, and then we're, there's a couple other teens that help in the church. We make sure everybody has a mic, everybody has a battery. And it's not a big church, so it's not super hard. But it we do when something dies or something, we have to figure something out. Yep. So I'm glad there is somebody over me helping with that. But that's what I do there. And then Wednesday nights is our master clubs for our kids. And I do the game time. So I like that because I get to have fun. And I know they have fun. So it's been it's been fun because we had to do it. We had to stop it for a couple of years because we didn't have enough kids. But now that we have a lot of kids, it's fun. I get to interact with them and hopefully be an influence in their lives. That's a great blessing. And a lot of times people can see, oh, the sound guy is back there. They just help on Wednesday night and they don't even know your name. Maybe they don't even know that you're back there. Everyone knows the pastor. Mm-hmm. Everyone here at camp, they might not know who's serving them the food who's working on the things that get broke but that's so important for the working of god's kingdom the bible talks about us as being the body of christ and if one body member has a role that isn't quite as glorified as others it can be discouraging sometimes to think oh i'm not actually as important but we're all important working towards one goal and being unified together in that and that's so important to realize So you talked about your dad. He's a pastor. Your uncle is actually Rich Tozier, who I remember hearing him preach at a camp I was at when I was about your age. So that was cool to realize. I didn't even know that until last night. But how have they been an influence on your life, both as family members and also men of God, men in the ministry? It's been been a great influence. My dad, of course, he He's with me every day, so he tells me if I'm doing something wrong, and he'll help me through it if I twist some struggles I've had and stuff. That's just how he's been. But my uncle, now that my dad's a pastor and he's we're not with him every week, we we enjoy when we get together with them. He's he encourages us encourages us with, with stuff, and we like we go golfing, we have a good time. But as meant like if he's at a church near his preaching, I want to go here and preach because I love his preaching, and. He actually encouraged us this year, me and my brother, to not so not only be in the Bible, but he does this thing where he writes, he reads it, and not just to read it because you know we'll get in the habit of reading it and just not getting anything out of it, but he he challenged us for one year to write something down that we found in the Bible, and 
then you, at the end of the year, you go back and look at him, and he challenged to do it, and it's actually been a great help to me. And I'm thankful that he wants to encourage us and cares about us. Yeah, it's so important when reading the Bible that you just don't get in the habit of reading it, but it's actually you're studying it. And like you said, that's something, if you're writing it down, that's just one thing to kind of help make it applicable to your life. I know with me, sometimes I'll go through phases where I'll write things down in my reminder app in my phone because it's just like, I'll think throughout the day, did I did I get anything out of my devotions today? Did I just like go through the motions? And it's like, if that's the case, like why am I waking up earlier? Why am I taking time out of my day to do it? So that's really good to do something to help yourself. It could be writing it down on your phone, writing it on paper, even just talking about it with someone. So that's great that you're doing that. Yeah, it's, I like it. And even you don't always get something every day, but it makes you think, so you like try to get something out of it and i love i've enjoyed doing that and it's got me more involved because i think i was i know i was reading it just a lot of the time just to get it done but it's helped me to think about what i'm reading and be able to understand it better right and i know i was talking with you a little bit before this when i was your age around when i was 15 to 16 in that time frame i remember thinking like okay I know I'm going to heaven. Like, nothing can take your salvation away. The Bible's clear about that. Nothing can pluck you out of God's hand once you're saved. It's like we're already in heaven. But salvation isn't just a get-out-of-hell-free card. And I remember at that age, I kind of looked back on my life like, okay, all my friends know I'm different. Like, they say I'm a goody two-shoes. But when I looked at my heart, it's like there's a lot of sin in my heart. There's a lot in my heart that... It's not putting God first. If you look at truly what my desires are, it's actually right in line with the rest of the world. It looks nothing like a Christian. And after that, it it's not like I was a better person. It's not like I became perfect, but I could tell my priorities were in the right place. I was seeking after God. And the Bible says if we, in Matthew six thirty three, if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things are going to be added to you. If you put God first in your life, he's going to add in the blessings that follow after that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your summer. You went up to Alaska. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my dad, the one of the families in our church now, their, um, their daughter's wife is the camp director up there. So um, I'm not sure if that's how they heard about my dad or not, but they... Um, they, he asked my dad if he'd go preach, and Alaska is one of the states. With my dad traveling, I've been to 48 states wow. this summer. So dad wanted me to get me to Alaska, and um, so that was a good opportunity to do. And it's a small church camp, so it's basically it's a just a, it's like two hours outside of Fairbanks. So there's not a lot of kids there, but there was probably 30 or 40 kids, and the. Mr. Graham let me jump in and uh, help. I helped with games and I helped did do stuff like that. And it was a uh, when Dad preached, we were in there doing stuff. And it was I had a good time because I got to know the people up there. I got I liked the staff up there. It was fun, and it was just it was just an experience because it's out in the middle of nowhere. They have running water now, but my, the last time my dad went, he didn't have running water, 
So it was, and it's in the middle of nowhere, so there's no like interruptions, no traffic. It's, it, it was good, and I think there was a good, I think there was five kids that got saved or something wow. like that. That's so incredible. It was, it was a great week. Yeah, and a lot of times that's kind of the great thing about church camp too. Like you said, there's not a lot of traffic, distractions of the outside world. It's not that God can't speak through that and work through that, but it's awesome once you kind of peel away those distractions of the world, you take away the cell phones, the internet, and you realize, oh, wow, God actually created a pretty cool earth. I don't need all these things to entertain me. And maybe you listen to God speak a little better. Now, as being a boy in high school, I mean, your dad's a pastor. You grew up in the ministry, in a ministry family. Is being a Christian any fun for you? Like, do you get to do any fun things like play sports or hunt or anything? Are you always just supposed to have your nose in the Bible and always be in church whenever the doors are open and that's all you do with your life? Yeah, I know. I know that's what some people think, but we do a lot of fun stuff. Our youth group, uh, what was it, two weeks ago, we went and played volleyball. Oh, that's so fun. See, we That was fun. And, um, it's we have fun with our youth group but in the winter or hunting season i hunt i go fishing in the summer and um we go we take our family goes on vacation we take trips we do we do all kinds of stuff but yeah and it's um it's it's great to be in the bible and you need to but it's also good to get out and do stuff with your family and friends and to have a good time and we do i i like it um because through Christ we have a good relationship with our friends, and we're all we do right as much as we can. But um, it's it's we do have a really good time. Right. A lot of people can I should say a lot of unsafe people who don't have a relationship with Jesus. A lot of times they can think, oh, if I were to live that life, it'd just be boring. I wouldn't get to have any fun. But the Bible is so clear about the more Jesus you have the more joy that brings. True joy, not talking about happiness. I mean, there's lots of things in this world that can give you temporary happiness, but true joy is found in Jesus. And if you even just look at true Christians around you and see their life, they're not, oh, I hate being a Christian. This is just so boring. I mean, some people can talk like that, doom and gloom, but there's great joy in serving Jesus and great joy in just knowing Jesus. And knowing that he loves you and that you have a home in heaven. Well, Zach, there's one other question I want to ask. If there's someone listening to this, maybe they grew up kind of similar to you. Maybe their family's involved in ministry. They've grown up in church. They've always been around it. And they've never actually made that choice, that decision of, oh, I need to trust Jesus as my savior. What would be something you might tell that person or something that you could relate from your story for someone like that who would be your age who's actually been in a similar life to you but they've never actually gotten saved if um i would say if you if you know you're not saved you you need to because you i don't know if you're having doubts or whatever but if you i've had a great it's been great knowing jesus he gives you joy gives you good friends um and i have a good family i you will it's a lot i i was five so i don't remember a whole lot about what i did before but i'm i'm glad i live in a christian home and 
I'm not exposed to as much stuff as I could be. And I'm glad that I can have fun. We can do it in a good way. And yes. Right. Yeah. And one thing that I often hear people say or that I tell people, God doesn't have grandchildren. It doesn't matter that Mm -hmm. your uncle's a very well-known evangelist. Doesn't matter that your dad's a pastor. Zach still needed to make that decision for himself. And you can't just rely on your family's reputation to keep you growing. You have to have an active mindset and a heart desire to grow and make the faith your own. Yeah. So, well, Zach, is there anything else you wanted to talk about before we let you get back to work? No, I enjoyed talking to you. It's, it's fun. It's the first time I've done something like this and I, I enjoyed it. I did too. This is great fun and I'm glad you got to do it. I know when I was your age, I wouldn't be able to, well, I wouldn't be very confident doing something like this because when you're young, you might know a lot of the Bible truths, but you haven't experienced as much as other Christians. But I really appreciate you sharing your story. I think it's important for people, if they're listening your age, to be able to hear someone in high school actually talk about their faith and not be ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. So really appreciate all the work you've done this week. Thank you for all the double portions you've given me in the lunch line. And it's been a pleasure to know you and just thanks for doing this with me, buddy. Hope you have a good rest of the week. All right. Thank you. Um, it's been, I've been, I enjoyed doing it and thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks. Well, I really enjoyed my conversation with Zach and I know when I was his age, You're going through a lot of changes in your life as a teenager, a high schooler, and a lot of times for people who trusted Jesus as their savior at a very young age, you start going through some periods of doubt of, was it real what I did as a younger person? Did Jesus actually save me then? Is there more that I have to do? There can just be so many doubts with that. I remember times thinking that when I was younger, and maybe someone listening is in that same boat and the thing that i'll just tell you is that the bible makes it very clear it's nothing that we do to get salvation it's nothing of our power no works that we do to get to heaven jesus is enough and when you come to that realization that it's nothing you have to do nothing more that you have to add jesus sacrifice and your acceptance of that and asking for him to come into your heart and save you. That's enough. I really love the lyrics of the song, Jesus Paid It All. The chorus says, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. And hopefully for those of you listening, you can claim that promise for yourself that Jesus has paid it all. There's nothing more that you have to do. And if you don't know if that's true yet, the Bible makes it clear that salvation is for anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. It's for whoever. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. Jesus paid it all for everyone. Thanks for listening to the Searching for Greatness podcast. I hope that this show was a blessing to you 
and I hope that everyone has a good week. Hope that you enjoy this Thanksgiving season, and hope you keep tuning in for more episodes. Toodles and happy trails until we meet again.